0: I'd say three, three to five minutes on the numbers, and then the rest of it's focused on, you know, how do you actually subscribe? Like how do you partner with us? Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host Todd Dexheimer with me as always we got Matt Jones. Matt how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent still in the groove of analyzing deals and keeping my eye out hopefully I'll find something soon. How are you doing? I'm doing good man. Uh, I've actually got quite a few deals that that are on my list that I'm that we're looking at. Um, We got uh, a deal here that off market, but apparently now there's another offer on it. So that's, you know, off market's not really off market. It's, it's, yeah, it's kind of off market, but it's still marketed. I mean, the second a broker has it, it's really, truly marketed. Mm -hmm. Uh, So any, either way, but we're, we're going to look at that deal and are going to, we're digging into the fine details. And we told the broker, Hey, expect an offer today or tomorrow. Really waiting on confirmation from our Uh, property management company to see uh, these rents that we're assuming that we're seeing that are in the market, are they achievable? Do you think they're achievable for our building? Um, And if they say yes, then yeah, we're going to write a pretty, uh, maybe not aggressive, but aggressive offer to to try to be able to get the property under contract. So we'll see where that goes. You never know. Uh, Nine times out of 10 are actually I should say more like 99 times out of a hundred we end up not getting the deal, but you know, you don't get them. If you're not writing the offers, if you're not trying, you're not going to ever get a deal. So push forward. Good point. So Matt, what did we talk about last week and what are we going to talk about today? Well, last week we talked about doing uh, due diligence on
1: a property that you found and got under contract. And the next step that we're going to talk about today is doing
0: a webinar to be able to raise money from your investor base. Absolutely. So I like to do my due diligence first if I can. Uh, You know, it depends on where you're at, I think, in, in your experience a little bit, too. If it takes you a long time to raise money, or you're worried about how long it's going to take to raise, you probably want to start that money raise process as quickly as possible, but we need to get a couple things anyways done. So typically we're well into our due diligence, maybe even almost all the way through it. Maybe we're even all the way through it. Well, what we have to do before we start raising money or what we should do is we should get our private placement memor- memorandum done. Uh so we're gonna we get this property under contract. We've already done we've already talked about you know getting investors into our deal. So we've already got our investor list. We've been talking to them about the types of deals we're doing. Maybe we've even done a couple of deals, so they're already aware of what we do. Um, but now what we have to do is engage with the attorney. The property's under contract. They we got the purchase to sale agreement signed and we engage with our attorney and say, Hey, this is the this is the raise we're doing. Here's what here's the terms. Okay. And uh, let's put this private placement memorandum together, the PPM. We're also getting a slide deck put together. So we can put our own slide deck or we can hire somebody to do a slide deck. A slide deck is basically a marketing tool that you're going to use uh, a slideshow a presentation that you're going to use to present to your investors. You want it to look professional. You want it to, uh, you know, be able to show some of the exciting features of the building, some of the exciting features of the market, all that kind of stuff. And you want it to be informational too. Okay. You don't want it to be all fluff. You want it to be facts and information. Because we don't want to sell people fluff. We want to sell people reality. I think that's really important. So, um, so yeah, so, so right away we engage with the attorney. We say, Hey, we're going to do, um, you know, this is the type of split we're doing. So I'll just give you a, for instance, uh, on on the last uh, couple deals we've done, we've done two types of shares. We've done an A share and a B share. In the A share, we're giving 10 percent preferred return to our investors with no additional equity upside. So once they reach that 10 percent, there is no upside beyond that. Uh, and then we've got the B share. Usually on the A share, we're not we're not putting uh, too much more than about 20 percent of the of the allotment goes to A share after that we get the b share and the b share then uh for for depends on the deal but for you know our typical deal we're about 70 30 split so 70% of the profits go to 70% of profits after the a share gets paid by the way go to the uh, b shares the limited partners and then 30% goes to the um, to the general partner sometimes we'll have hurdles so we get to a certain Return pro for return expectation once we get to a certain point, we might go from a 70 30 down to a 50 50 or down to a 60 40. Okay, that gives us as the general partnership incentive to you know work really hard, perform really well, and if we perform well, we get paid a little bit more. Okay, and then we typically have an asset management fee, you know, anywhere between one and two percent, and then an acquisition fee, and that's anywhere between one and three percent. Uh, and it, it, you know, uh, you could have other things. There's all kinds of other, other ways to do it, but that's kind of how we set it up. There's like I said, there's, there's so many different ways to do it. I know a lot of people that do it different ways. So what you got to look at is what works best for you, what works best for your investors and what works best for the market. Okay. So you got to look at that and decide, okay, which way do we want to go? Again, you know, anyways, so we engage with the, uh, attorney say, hey, this is what we're doing. They get that PPM out and you get your slide deck put together, and then we host a webinar, okay? And so I just did a webinar for Rays raise not very long ago. Uh, what I end up doing is I send out an email to my entire list, and that email is kind of a, a little bit of a teaser email, shows some highlights that we're gonna be talking about. So maybe shows a little return highlights, maybe shows a little highlights about the market, uh, has a picture or two, uh, it it may and like our email had had our team had my team on there so my myself and my two partners on the deal and kind of like a quick little snapshot bio on us most people know who we are so you know you could or you don't have to include that but just like a, a little teaser email to kind of give people an an idea of what we're talking about and then also of course when when the webinar is and a button for them to be able to click on to be able to register for the webinar. Cause we want them to show up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and as the webinar day. And do you also
1: gather like their email addresses so you can send them a recording of the webinar afterwards? So even if they aren't able to attend, or even if they do attend, they still get that video that they can review at their leisure.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, of course they're on, they're on our email list. We already mm-hmm. have their emails. Um, I I actually typically send out two emails. So I'll send out one to everybody who registered for the webinar that I'll send out right away. So they get, they get the recording right away. Cause a lot of people that will sign up don't necessarily attend. So we might have 200 people sign up, but only a hundred attend. That's, that's really typical. Mm -hmm. Um, so a hundred people that didn't attend they get to watch the webinar replay and then the next email that goes out shortly thereafter is an email to my entire list that gets to see it as well so for the for the most part the most people that are watching it are the people that signed up but if they didn't sign up they're probably not that interested um, so yeah you, you definitely want to send it to that list of people that signed up we use zoom for our webinar you can use all there's all other sources other than Zoom, but we we go through Zoom. And our, our webinar is mostly information about the market, about us, and about the building. We're not talking a ton of depth into the financials, okay? So one of the things that you want to do when you focus on, on these presentations is you want to make it so that the investors have been there, right? So they feel like they've seen the place. So for instance, we started our, our webinar, people showed up early. I popped up a Google map. Okay. And we showed them where the property was. We're walking through, showing them the neighborhood We were showing them the front of the building and kind of going around uh, to some of the houses, to some of the other buildings that are around it and showing them what's going on. Okay. So it gets them familiar with it. Now, unfortunately, where this building was located, we couldn't hire a drone. Uh, Otherwise, we would hire a drone to fly, do it, and really get a cool video uh, of that. But because of the location and the the restrictions that they have, uh, they don't really allow drones in that area. Um, so we want them, again, we want them to feel like they, they've been there and they've touched the place. We want to have a lot of pictures, a lot of pictures of what's going on with the building, with the neighborhood, talk about the building history, talk about the problems we're going to solve, talk about the market, talk about the excitement that's happening in the market, um, all that kind of stuff. We're going to focus, you know, let's call it 30 minutes on that. And then five minutes is going to be focused on the numbers. And then the rest of it's going to, you know, another, you know, I'd say three, three to five minutes on the numbers. And then the rest of it's focused on, you know, how do you actually subscribe? Like, how do you partner with us?
1: And is your webinar in that order?
0: Yeah, I, I, it actually is. So we're going to talk about our team and our market and, uh, we're talk- we t- typically talk about the team first, okay? That's the general partnership team, our experience. That's the uh, property management team, the contracting team, the architect, the whoever's, whoever the, the main key players to make this thing happen. And then we're going to talk about the property and what's going on with the property, what our business plan is. And we're going to talk about the market and then we're going to last hit on financials and how do, you, how do you actually sign up and partner with us. So that's, that's an order.
1: And I know you generally lead your webinars, but you, if there's anyone else in the GP, then they also take turns presenting portions of it. Is that yeah, you know,
0: however, however you want to do it, that's how we do it. Um, you know, so, so in, in the last several that I've done, I, I lead it off. Um, I do my portion and hand it off to one of my partners partway through, and then he hands it off to the other partner. You know, it's so but it's however you want to do it. You could just have one person being the main presenter and the other people fielding questions or, you know, really, really whatever's more comfortable.
1: And do you answer questions from potential investors throughout or only at the end or kind of both?
0: Uh, typically at the very end, unless it's something that makes sense during that time, right? So uh, usually you're going to have whoever's presenting is not the one fielding questions, It's going to be somebody else, a partner, somebody, you know, somebody else. Uh, So if, if it fits, then yeah, go ahead and throw that. Hey, by the way, uh, we got a question here that's speaking exactly about that. Blah, blah, blah.
1: What are some typical questions to be prepared for in the webinar?
0: Uh, uh i mean there's there's all kinds of stuff know know what you're talking about know what your business plan is know what what's going on in the market and know your financials i mean you know, and know who the team is and, and why you're qualified to buy this building i think that that's that's how you prepare for it there's so many different questions matt i mean there's a lot of questions around returns and expectations and um, the, the timing and, uh, you know, that, that type of stuff, I'd say that's the, those are the, some of the biggest questions. Uh, you know, how are you going to complete the construction when it's occupied? Um, you know, how confident are you on the budget? You know, that type of stuff.
1: What kinds of warnings or disclaimers do you give during the webinar?
0: Yeah. We talk about, first of all, when, when we, uh, talk about our, 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 Return expectations. We mentioned that these are projection projected numbers. Uh, we have a disclosure always uh, on the webinar that our attorney sends to us, uh, and so we post that on the on the slide deck itself. Um, we're going to talk about our timelines and all that kind of stuff, and how they're not set in stone. Uh, we don't want people to come with unrealistic expectations or to get confused uh, because we've said specific things. So the, one of the nice things about recording it is if you're careful and if you talk well, if, if for some reason, you know, a lawsuit happens, which hopefully it never does, you know, hopefully everything goes well and and it never does. But if for some reason, a lawsuit ever happens, you've got that slide deck, you've got that recording and that can be used as evidence to say, well, look, we covered this. They're, they're suing us because we're still holding on to this building and they said we're going to sell in five years, but you can see clearly we said that it's five to eight years and it could potentially go longer depending on what's going on in the market and, and our discretion. And so it's good to be able to have that recording and as, as evidence. And you know what, if you messed up and you didn't say certain things, you know, well, let's not get into a lawsuit here because I, uh, we didn't cover that. Let's just uh, try to try to, you know, play nice with this person and, you know, move on.
1: With advertising your webinar, you, uh, you said that you send it out to your email list, but do you advertise ever in other ways like Facebook or your website?
0: Okay. So that's a really good question, Matt. So there's, there's rules for specific types of offerings. So all my offerings up to this day, I shouldn't say that. Almost nearly all of my offerings up to this date have been offerings where there's called 506B offerings. You cannot advertise to the general public. You cannot solicit. You have to have a pre existing relationship with them, whether they're accredited or not accredited. You have to have a pre existing relationship. And that's something that people make the mistake of. They go, oh, they're a credit investor. I don't have to know them. Yes, you do. You know, so. If you have the right kind of offering, so when I said almost everyone, I had a score offering. It was called, and that was a offering that I could publicly advertise. And so, if you have that five hundred six C that that Reg D offering that allows you to solicit, then yes, you could go ahead and post it on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, where wherever, talk about it on podcasts, you know, whatever resource that you want to put it out on, you could do that
1: and i think regulation a you can also advertise but those are more rare because they're kind of expensive to do
0: yeah yeah and so if somebody if somebody were hear this podcast right and they were say they were call me up and go hey i heard you've got this investment that you're raising on i would have to say you know appreciate you reaching out we can definitely talk about what it looks like to invest in our company um but unfortunately this investment is held for people that i have a pre-existing relationship with I could not accept them in the investment. Now, we're, we we don't have room for them anyways. But even if we did, let's just say we had room and we could allow them technically into it. And they called me up based on hearing me on my podcast. If I were to accept them, that would put the whole raise, that would put everybody's money in jeopardy. That would put myself in jeopardy. And uh, I definitely don't want to do that.
1: Yeah. I know you, you told that story before of uh, some younger person advertised on Facebook for an offering when they shouldn't. And what kind of uh, fee did they get from the SEC?
0: I can't remember what it was. It was big. It was, it was like a, $475,000 fee. And they were doing like a $500,000 raise or something like that. It was, it was big for, especially for the amount of money they're raising. It was like, wow. And you're putting everybody's money at risk. You're putting your reputation at risk. You're putting yourself at risk. It's just not worth it. Um, and now that person you can have as an investor, right? You, you could now talk with your attorney i'm not sure if you advertise on facebook a deal and i'm not sure about that but like if somebody heard me talking on a podcast about my investments and what we do and blah 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 and then they call me up i can eventually have them as an investor i just have to form a relationship with them we have to have a conversation we have i have you know that's that's one of the reasons why i send out a newsletter to people is because it helps them get informed about what we're doing that's a that's a reason why I won't take anybody out, anybody's money, unless we've had an actual conversation with each other. Like I want to get, and, and plus I want to get to know people. I want to know who's investing in my deals anyway. You know, we, I pride myself on having investors that have invested on multiple deals. You know, we, we've got 62 investors on this deal and out of 62, there's only five people that haven't invested with us pre, previously. You know, so we pride ourselves on having repeat investors and, and four of those people were referrals to us that we built a relationship with. So, I mean, you want the right people investing in your deals. You want to get to know them. The SEC does it to protect them, but it's also to protect you.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, do you host uh, what you know, once you record the Zoom uh, calls or I'm sorry the webinars on Zoom? Do you then put them on Facebook or I'm sorry on, or on uh, YouTube as an unlisted thing or how do you uh, distribute that to your people?
0: Yeah, so uh, good question. We have a portal um, that we put it on. So our portal is a secure portal. You have to sign up for an account. You have to have the URL. It just you can't just do it. You can't just get it. Um, I mean, and, and somebody else could, I guess, send it to you, but you have to sign up for it. You have to create an account and you, you then you can watch it on there. We do post it on YouTube Unlisted um, and actually link then to our portal from there. We used to just... Before we had the portal, just do YouTube unlisted and then send that link out along with other documents through an email, but now everything goes into our portal. So our investors will click on the portal, create the account if they don't already have an account and and invest through there. So the whole process runs right through that portal and um, it works It works slick and we can do ACH everything right through that. And after the webinar and you, you send the webinar out
1: to the people that were on the list, what other documents do you include with that?
0: Yeah, good question. So, webinar slide deck, PPM, underwriting. Um, so th- those are the things we want them to be sure they look at. We do e-sign on our subscription agreement, so they get that right away. They can review, sign right online. Um, that way, that I feel like when you get people to commit and to sign they're a lot more committed. When they haven't signed, they're a lot less committed. When somebody signs something, they feel like they're, they're committed. I don't take soft commitments. So most of the guys out there that you'll hear, they take soft commitments. So they go, Hey, we got this deal. Come in just do a soft commit. We're not, you're not committing to it. You've got plenty of time to review the PPM. You've got time to get your money in and uh, you know, we'll answer any questions, but we do, we want you to get in and and soft commit. And then they, and then they get, you know, $6 million raised, but of that 6 million, only 3.5 actually go through with the deal. I don't do that. I don't like that. Uh, To me, that's a lot of stress. So for me, it's commit, sign the PPM you're in. Okay. We end up getting pretty much no people, nobody drops out very few have ever dropped out of a deal that have committed for me. Um, it just doesn't happen. So. Well, that gives you an incredibly high conversion of people who say they're going to invest who actually invest. Yeah. I, I, you know, I haven't really tracked the numbers, but it, I mean, I can count on one hand, how many people, and it's two, by the way, that have committed and not actually invested mm-hmm. in my deals. And so, We're probably ninety nine percent or above. I I know we're ninety nine percent or above. So
1: that's incredible. Um, It might be an industry record. I don't know.
0: (laughs) You know, I I think it's just it's just how you present it, right? Mm -hmm. I I think anybody can do it. It's just how you present it and how you talk to your investors. And we don't we don't we tell our investors quite frankly we want you to be serious. If you're going to commit, we expect that you're going to invest. So.
1: And you approach it pretty sincerely. So I think people respond really well to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a a jerk about it. I just, I just don't want to, I don't want to mess around with it. Like I don't want people that are wishy-washy. I want people that make a commitment and stick to their commitments. So
1: yeah,
0: very good. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically it. Uh, Expect a lot of phone calls after expect a lot of emails after Uh, people are trying to really figure out, uh, you know, some, some, is, is really minor. Maybe they missed something on the webinar. Maybe they didn't quite understand something, but, uh, expect a lot of the emails, phone calls, that type of stuff and, and field them quickly. And, um, you'll do good. Your raises, you know, it's funny when I first started doing this business and raising money, it took me, um, you know, many, many weeks to raise a million dollars and, uh, not to sound arrogant, but, but like now it it, it takes just a few days to raise multi, multi millions of dollars. And it's, that's not to brag upon it. it is to tell those who are kind of beginning in this journey that if you do the right things, if you do the things that we talk about on this show, that you hear other people talking about very quickly, you'll be able to raise a substantial amount of money in a quick period of time. Um, so it's, it isn't rocket science. It's a, it's commitment. It's communication. And it's doing what you say, you know, you're gonna do. So very good. So awesome, Matt. Well, that's all I got. You got anything else? That's it for me too. All right, man. You have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day a Saturday. You too.